Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Tongue in Cheek podcast, where we talk about all things smut and nothing is off the table. Join us as we go on an often irreverent, always hysterical, and sometimes surprisingly revealing adventure through the wilds of this underrated book genre. If you like smut, you'll love us. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm assuming that technology is going to work every time I need it to. And and that's a broad assumption. It is a broad <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Which is what we will be talking about today on the podcast. Many assumptions. Some of them are quite funny. Some of them <laughs> hit a little bit too close to home. All right. Okay. Tanya, you are going to call out our formation. I'm putting it up to the camera so we can infuse it with in my good things. <laughs> I can make it so okay. it's two. There, there we go. Yeah, there They're we like, go. what was that movie? Total Recall where she had three. three. <laughs> <laughs> when to become one. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like they an aging medical like condition. <laughs> they just morph into one. They make all those things on, you know, like on Instagram where it's like sing these songs, like, you know, if you're 90s child or an 80s child or whatever, they're all so easy. Like they who are. doesn't know these songs? This is so yeah. challenging. It's not <laughs> well, challenging at all. We can make a more challenging one. We should. Okay. Sure. In our spare time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so much of it that we have. <laughs> When I was driving in the car yesterday and it was the two songs that came on, I was like, oh my gosh, if I had to take my favorite trope and pick two songs that would embody this, it would be these two songs. So I would like you to also do that and then submit them to me. Okay. Well, what were your songs? Or I guess you don't want to say that because you want to put it on another episode. (laughs) No, no. We don't have to do like a whole episode on it, but it was Do Me by Belle Biv DeVoe. I remember it was Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> yeah. And then the next song was Get Back by Ludacris. So it's like, perfect. Love. I feel not that. really love. Right. Fuck right. And fighting. Fighting yeah. and fucking. So, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, so I wonder what Amy's two songs would be. I wonder what Tanya's two songs would be for their favorite trope. Because I was thinking, like, mm, age gap. Be interesting. So... So I, when I came home from the dinner party yesterday, I started playing something on my phone, like while I was cleaning up the kitchen, you know, because the kids were alone. And my eldest comes down. He's like, he's like, oh, random depressing song play for no reason. I knew where you were home. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's melancholy hour. God, children are. So Let me tell you, honest. I cannot wait I till. Know. March 17th when that new Hosier song comes out. I sent that to y'all on TikTok. That shit is hot as hell. He is now my middle child's favorite Ugh. artist and I love it so much and my husband hates it so much. <laughs> I so love it so much. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hoformation. One, two, three, go. Now. I mean, maybe. Do the next one. Do the next no, one. No, 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 no. Because I'm like, well, the second part. Okay. So stop projecting your own insecurities. Okay. Thanks. Fine. Seeing things for what they really are, not what your fears want you to believe. Okay. Yes. 
And I mean, it's kind of like you were talking about, Tanya, was it last week or the week before? Don't believe everything you think. Yes. <laughs> right. So that'll, it's not bad. Stop yeah, projecting bad. your own, just stop projecting. End. End stop. Just stop <laughs> And full stop. Wonderful. Okay. What is everyone reading today? Today, this today? week, whatever. <laughs> You're so funny. Well, I finished Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which I thought was really good, actually. Like, super engaging as an audiobook, anyway. Like, I was happy to just keep listening. And I am now reading A Little Princess with the youngest. And I finished When a Scott Ties the Knot, which was okay. I wasn't, it wasn't my fave. And The Sandman. I started The Sandman again, which I put aside for a while. Nice. What about you, Amy? I have been reading Vicious by V.E. Schwab. It's part of her, it's a villain series or whatever. So I started that. And then <laughs> what else am I reading? Oh, the the book about the evil queen. It's a YA novel. And Yes. It, yeah. It's like I've her been, villain series-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the villain series. Yeah. That's all I'm reading. I had, this wasn't a big week for reading for me either. My kids for this week, I don't know why. My oldest just kept like mm, about seven o'clock, like as everything's winding down, wants to come and hang out. I'm like, okay, I have to take advantage of this right? because he is a teenage boy who will not want to engage with his mom. And he kept asking like really heavy questions about relationships. So that was fun. But anyways, so I only read the Crown the Fae Forgot, and then a nonfiction. Oh, my God. Because I've made a commitment to myself. I know. She read nonfiction? Ugh. But. Yay. But is it, about? it is with a very specific motive. So it's military strategy, a general <laughs> theory of this. power I, I, control. I mean, yeah. So, yes. Okay. I'm like, I'm not here to self-improve in the, like, be a better mom, be a better wife. Fuck that. <laughs> Been there, done that. Like. That was early 20s, right? So, yes. Me, that now was my I'm mid-30s. Like, I was about to say, yeah, that was about mid-30s for me. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to capitalize on this, like, mind. Game? Power control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. To further benefit the tongue-in-cheek empire. So, I have two strategy books that I am. One is military strategy and one is game strategy because, like, <laughs> I love this. Sometimes you don't even see the box. There is no box. Using people as pieces to maneuver on a board. <laughs> so that's why I'm reading this. <laughs> then you might actually like the art of seduction. I'm like a little bit further in it now because I'm doing slight small doses so that I don't mm-hmm. get annoyed at him. And he talks, the one I'm in now is like, it's still early in the book, but he's defining different types of seductors, seductresses, yeah. different types of seduction. And I appreciate it a little better now because he's also talking about men in literature and stuff like that who play the role of the seducer. So it seems slightly less misogynistic the way he's talking about it. And he talks about different strategies that they employ in a very military-like fashion. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so like I can add that to the list. I mean, I've read The Art of War several times. So 
several times. (laughs) No surprise there, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how could I be a proper assassin if I don't have all of this knowledge, right? True. So... That is what I am reading. But yes, I've made she a commitment this on to your myself. <laughs> <laughs> Was I looking up? Uh, because, you know, the, my background's in psychology anyways. But I'm like, you know, let's elevate that. Let's let's really figure out <laughs> how to make things happen with the mind and just hone that skill. So anyways, let's get on to our episode because... I think it will be funny and enlightening as always. But Broad Assumptions was born out of a conversation that Amy and I were having randomly (laughs) about Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. I guess it was after Flowers came out, right? It was, yes. Because we were specifically talking about the video because there's the dress and all the things. Yeah. All of the... Little references to Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Yes. Gold lame dress. Yes. We came up, we came to the conclusion (laughs) broadly, (laughs) assuming a great many things, that the only reason Miley Cyrus even entertained Liam Hemsworth was because she was hoping that maybe somehow she would get closer to Chris Hemsworth. And if she couldn't have Chris Hemsworth, that at least she had a Hemsworth, right? Right. Essentially. Yeah. So we were laughing at ourselves at how much we assume things about people and ourselves, and it would make for a really great episode. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are today with assumptions, both of our own that we're going to be sharing and as well as one's listeners have submitted, and some of them are pretty funny. But... I want to start us off with one that I need answered, and it's specific (laughs) to Tanya that she said in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. because my assumption, okay, you said make it entertaining twice when referencing intimacy. I know what I'm referencing. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because to me, I'm like entertaining, like put on a show, like do (laughs) cosplay. What what does that mean to you? Yes. Like, so how, like what lengths are we going to, to be Entertaining. entertaining or does it mean just be really great at seducing me even when I'm kind of like meh kind of thing. So Tanya, could you please elaborate and tell me what you mean by make it entertaining. I mean, make it a good time. Like it doesn't have to be a show, though a show is not not appreciated. Like, you know, I'd appreciate it a show. Be. You want to give me a show? Yay. Yeah. So but, what would like, that show look like for our mage introvert? Like, <laughs> so what does that look like? You know, I've never thought about that really. I think I'm open to a variety of shows so long as you give it your all. I would prefer no Chippendale style dancing. Okay. So no magic mic. Because it would be hard for me not to laugh, you know? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> but no okay, matter what. Would, like no matter what. Still being work, entertained. Though. It's still being entertained. Would your work like is... with, you know. No, I do like laughing, but I like laughing more in the middle of things than at the beginning of things. I find it hard to like go to you know, okay. Like I want to get turned sex on with you <laughs> from laughing. Okay, usually, 
I like okay. that in the middle. Like okay. I like to laugh and feel close to people Noted. in the middle. It's added yes. to the dossier. Should yeah. anyone need to know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, okay. I run around with melancholy music all the time. I don't need to like laughter is not my gateway into sex. Like it's just not. So would someone singing something to you? Yeah. Oh yeah, like Wish a star is born way. more so, right? Like yeah. the Bradley Cooper yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lady Gaga exactly. dynamic. Like okay. I need I need dark drama. I need Azrael. I need like, you know, dark drama. <laughs> Right. I don't like Cassian for that reason. Like Cassian's always cheerful. He's always making like jokes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, stop with the jokes. You know? But then again, I I haven't read the the class clown. (laughs) Yeah. But see, I feel like like I never have. Like everyone can't be moody. You know what I mean? Like somebody, like you've got Rhysand who has gone through some really bad shit. I mean, Asriel too. He's like burned. But (laughs) he's like, But whatever. He's, he's like in the corner, just like, bleh. so someone has to be the one. And maybe that's why I like him because he is kind of the hype person, right? He gets shit done. Yeah. He's there for you. And he's going to, like, everyone has the same goal. They just go about it differently, right? Because I will give Asriel when he's like, you know, don't talk about my high lady like that. It's like, oh, okay. Like, that is my favorite. Asriel moment. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you actually said something. <laughs> so if you want, I mean, being entertained to me is like the same thing you'd expect when you go to like, you know, dinner and a show. Like you want to know what you're getting. Like you want to know that you're at a fancy place, right? Like you want to know that this is going to be like a five-star meal. Like, you know, you're here for the good stuff. Like this isn't like, oh, I've never heard of this place before. Like this is good. And you're here. You know, it's going to be a good time. And everything in spite of that is still a surprise, though. You're, like, excited about what's going to come next. It's a place where you can get the, the, you know, the... So it's a guaranteed good time, but you're not reading the menu ahead of time. Exactly. It is restaurant week, and you're there, and you don't care, like, what is on the menu. I'm here like, for this food journey, But it's way. all going to be amazing, <laughs> and, and you're going like, to talk about it forever. You're the sex. I I'll just take, want I'll the have food. all the food. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, food would make it way better, too. Agree. You know? So. Okay. I'm talking about like excellence, but also surprise. And I don't want to have to ask for anything. Like, I don't want to have to say like, I want my salad dressing on the side or anything. I don't want to say any of that stuff. I want you to know. You're not coaching through the. And if it's not on the side, I want it to be like so surprisingly good that I'm like, whoa, why did I ever say that? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Which comes always back to being like known. Like I know you're saying you want this on the side, but I'm about to blow your mind literally. Exactly. And put this shit all over the table. And you're going to be like I didn't yeah. even think about that really being the option. Okay. Yeah. That's That's good. Agr- like I agree. Yeah. But damn, that's like where do you That's unattainable? Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Is it unattainable? But I just think, like, what kind of resources does one have to learn that? You know, like this goes back to another conversation. It's mind where- reading. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. I am thinking seriously about doing this in the future. Like, so we were talking about how you know guys don't read romance novels. Like mm-hmm. the the playbook is right there for you. Hundreds of thousands of playbooks. In fact, just pick one up, read right. it, exactly. try it. You know what I'm saying? Actually, we I- will come up with. 
We'll curate a list for you at this point. No, well, that's it's not great. Even that. But I Go know ahead. that my person is not going to read romance novels no matter right. what. Right. But he will read excerpts. And so what I thought was generally when I get like these penny novels and stuff from the thrift store, I just, you know, th- like throw them in the thrift bin again. And they just cycle, right? Like they go back and then I get some new ones and then they go back. But I was like, what about just tearing out the relevant scenes and just tossing the book? Honestly, whatever. It is what it is. Right. Exactly. And and just, you know, stapling them together at the end of a book, <laughs> like giving them to him, like leaving them in the car. I was seriously thinking about this because that's only like 20 pages out of like a real, you know, like a real historical regency or something. Yeah. There was a listener who is new to Smut, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have you fill out a questionnaire, and we are going to match you to the books. Like, I know there's some stupid app, but it always gets it wrong that claims to do this. And then I was talking to Emily, and I was like, people should pay us with the, like, tell us the kind of Smut you're into. Give us your spouse's or partner's socials like social media stuff, not social security number. And then we will start spamming them with the stuff that you want. And then it's going to show up in ads like on their account. It's another service I think Tongue and Cheek could offer. So there's that. Okay. So that was the assumption that I needed clarified by you because I was very, very intrigued on that. Okay. So this is from a listener. And she said, I used to assume romance to be the lowest quality of writing and women who read it were kind of pathetic women I would not be able to have a conversation with. Now this person is reading mm, at least five plus Mm -hmm. smut books a week. So that assumption has changed. But we have talked, you know, about a lot of people perceive the romance genre as being lesser than yeah in quality of writing i say her thinking is not off i think a lot of people have that same assumption yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's very common very misogynistic by the way and i'm sure it's some stupid man who said it (laughs) originally yeah exactly yeah well i mean so she's saying that used to be her belief as a woman who did not read smut and then she was given her first smut book by her sister-in-law so and it funny. was a ruin of roses which is so good a good one to start off with sure is and and so like i said now it's five plus smut books a week so she has since changed the assumption that it is lesser than and that it actually has a lot of quality to it and merit you know beyond reading but i wonder if smut books had never had like romances and stuff had never had like romance covers whether that thing would still exist the way it does today you know like let's say like all these harlequins and stuff right all the cheesy ones Mm -hmm. for sure just had a title and like a garden on the front you know Mm -hmm. like i wonder if it would be so i don't know put upon but then again you know in the days of like jane austen and stuff those were also considered like very like penny literature so yep so i say for sure if men existed in that time era, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. You're not reading military strategy? What? Um, <laughs> yeah. But even if you were during that time, then they would just shun you. Like, oh, you should be learning to make pens. Right. You're a woman. Don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Write letters to your in-laws. Boring. Boring, boring, Buy boring. Buy ribbons. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> 
learn how to host a party, which yeah. I mean, I do enjoy Fine. That, yeah. I was going to say, you're self-taught. very good at that. But yeah, fuck that whole mentality for sure. <laughs> As you can okay. tell, that is a sore spot here. Yes. <laughs> Happy Women's History Month, bitches. <laughs> Crack me up, Amy. All right. This one, all black trash bags on the side of the road have a body in them. (laughs) I assume that too. (laughs) It's not so much the black trash bags for me. It's like a blanket. Yeah. I was going to say anything that's like long. Yes. 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 Anything that's kind of long. Yeah. I'm like, there's a body rolled up in that shit. Yes. And especially like when I see a blanket, I'm like, maybe I should stop. What if there's a baby in there? I always assume that it's going to be a baby. And it's like, (laughs) I have pulled over more than once just to double check. I am not stopping. (laughs) And like, you pulled over. Oh my God. Yeah. In the course of my life, yes, I have probably two or three times. I only pull over if I'm going to take the thing. Which has happened? No, no, I've never taken a ba- blanket She's like, or not a rug. I'm not taking a rug like, it's and a not chair or a basket. <laughs> a basket? I have taken baskets. Yes. See, to me, that's not worth pulling over. Oh, for man. like a basket You're right there already. No, <laughs> two seconds. Baskets are so no. expensive. Listen, have y'all watched the killing the Texas Killing Fields on Netflix? Yeah, no, I'm 100 percent convinced. Like anything. Fucking south of Pearland towards the coast on the side of the road is a dead body at this point. That's true. I forget like that whole 45 like Oh my God. I was like, where the fuck did I move? (laughs) Pearland sketch. Seriously. And then there was that other story that I don't even know. There was another (laughs) documentary that I watched. It's about some guy who his dad like snatched him and took him to Louisiana and was like pretending to homeschool him and like abusive as hell and like killed somebody. I don't know. It was insane. And I'm like, also from the Houston area. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one would be interesting to poll. Intense eye contact is sexy. Yeah. Agreed. You think so? Because this person is saying that it's not. I think it depends on who's giving you the eye contact. Yeah, I've like where situation. are we? Where are we yeah. doing this at? Because across a bar, Assume. Yeah. make an assumption. Okay, <laughs> I can make an assumption off of my own experience. Yes, it's hot when a dude does it across the bar, but like it's not hot when but you're like at the grocery hot. store. <laughs> because it can't be just any dude, right? Like it That's can't, the thing. Yeah, what if it it's somebody who's like, dude? It can't be an and, ugly dude. And what if it's somebody you know is into you, but like you're not into, but they continuously give you this intense eye contact? Like at some point, some magic switch is going to flip in your brain. You're just going to be like, oh, you know, like you're going to hear like Disney music and fall in love with them. Because that has happened to me too, where you've kindly explained where you've heard to somebody, Disney music and fallen in love. No, no where where you totally know is. that person's expecting it. I did hear the tolling of bells and fall in love again, melancholy. But you know. <laughs> Did you have it playing on your phone? No. Was it self-imposed? It was a a totally metaphysical experience. Well, I love that for you. (laughs) Because I just, I I agree. There are very few people who I think, because the intense eye contact, like you have to have almost like the bravado to back it up. So versus someone who perhaps has been given 
some instruction from these smut books. And I was like, oh, let's let's try this out. And then they try it out. And you're like, no, that's that's not what we're going for, you know, kind of thing. So that's why, like, I was thinking that too. I would love to get locked into like a battle of the wills in intense eye contact. But it's a very specific. I know it's a, it's a know. very specific one you want to be locked into for sure. I'm yeah, with you yeah on that. like it can't yeah. just be rando dude that's gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why that's why I think that that one would be kind of like a fifty fifty. Some people would be like, "Yes, I'm really here for that," or "No, it's overrated," or it it sounds good in print, but in actual execution, it's terrible. Kind of thing. Yeah, because usually okay. it's with that wrong person. <laughs> yes. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be the hot dude you want to have that encounter with. Well, but even then, I will. I would say, like, there are some – because once you start liking, you know, one thing on Instagram, then it's all going to show up on your For You page. Exactly. So we have a lot of male models that show up on the tongue-in-cheek For You page, and they try and do it. And I'm like, no, this yeah. is – you just – you're trying too hard. It's not believable. Like you just look kind of skeezy. You're like a douche. You know, like <laughs> that's also like when you know you have the voice actor people who like uh, you have it both ways, right? There's the some people who look amazing and have a voice that is just like oh shh, and then there's other people who have a voice that's like whoa, and a face that's like oh no, your face doesn't match the yeah. voice. Yeah. That right. is a wonderful assumption thank you for bringing that up because that happens all of the the time time. yeah yeah like hearing someone which you know for me it's very challenging to find a male voice narrator that I think does it well but then a lot of time it's like oh that's not how I imagined there are some great voices on TikTok that do not match the physical Mm -hmm. appearance at all. Especially when they're really young. <laughs> yes. Like Ugh. early 20s. Again, yeah, it's like, the worst. okay, I'm just going to, I'll just listen. There's so many of those guys have facial hair where I can't decide whether it's just like, you you want this facial hair or you mm-hmm. don't, or it's an accident. What is happening right now? Like, yeah. is, this, is this the most beard you've ever grown? <laughs> or is it yes, like- but I mean, if you're 20, you can kind of understand. It's like, oh, okay. That's yeah, like, right. You're a baby. You're barely out of puberty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So <laughs> stop saying daddy things when you look like that. Oh, like the only exciting. person who needs to be saying daddy things is our man. Yeah. <laughs> is which one? You know who? You know, let's see. Because he's the what? one who's always saying daddy, and there's always the daddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, why are you not saying his name? I want you to say his name. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Yes. Exactly. Yes. He can be our I was slutty say, daddy. You know, like <laughs> slutty daddy all day long. He's got everything. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. He does. Yeah. Talk about okay. This is it, Tanya. I imagine he would be very entertaining for you. Yes. Like he would, he would make it entertaining yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Again, okay. broad assumption, but and I'm he'd assuming bring that the grumpy too. to the table. You know what I'm saying? He can. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like when you talk in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he'll shish you. So great balance. <laughs> I love that broad assumption. <laughs> we'll just tag him in this sound clip. 
right? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Another assumption. Hot tub sex is, in fact, sexy. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. You are assuming so many things. And you're also contracting things. That's nasty. I can't. Yeah. I I know. Every time, like, some, oh. That is so fucking disgusting. On TV? It is literally like going to have sex in a test tube of, like, something that you're trying to grow. Like, stop. Everybody. All of the people's. Bacteria. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're going to get something. Your skin is basically going to be so irritated from the killing of the things that you don't want to get. Except that sometimes they don't put enough chemicals to kill those. So you're getting things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you're killing the good things exactly. that you already have. <laughs> like, Just stay out of the hot tub, okay? Exactly. And then you're sitting Go and have like, sex in the shower. Yes. Yeah. But even then, like, okay, so most sex toy companies will advise not using a sex toy in the shower because water is not lubricating. Right. And it can actually, you know, be irritating. And, and that's why I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't fun. For anyone. I think this comes from like lifetime movies and yeah, for sure. softcore porn. Stupid scenes. scenes, yes. Yeah. Like acting. I, Pretend. Yeah. It is. It exactly. is all acting that people think that this is a good idea to do in real life. And it's actually. And I think the only reason idea. they have those scenes is because people can be virtually undressed on like a regular TV station exactly. in that situation yeah. and mimic things and there's water and it covers it. It's blurry and you can pretend like, I really think that's the only reason this has become like such a cultural phenomenon because who wants to do that? I mean, seriously, so gross. <laughs> Most things in water, right? Because I remember yeah. my first underwater kiss <laughs> thinking it was going to be so wonderful. Wait, underwater kiss. Yes. Oh yeah, my God. I can't. <laughs> Exactly. Meanwhile, you just almost died. You were yeah. like, Everyone's choking, pretty much. <laughs> or you're just literally not moving your mouth and have to come up for air. So it wasn't like the be- before actually plummeting underwater and kissing was great. Like, that's yeah. hot. Okay. But, yeah, I, I just – writers stop putting hot tubs in the scenes because – yeah, it's nasty. It's too much to suspend that disbelief of yeah. Yeah. grossness. Mm-hmm. It's so, so gross. It is. It really is. Okay. So this one is kind of a big one. All smut readers have kinky sex. That's so stupid. <laughs> Who assumes that? Like, I have never assumed that ever. Was like submitted. But I do – I mean, so we've had this conversation, I think, before that just because you read smut, then you must really like to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, people make these assumptions. That is that, an assumption that people okay. do tend that to have. you're reading it, you're implementing it into your relationship. And some people are, but not all. Right. Yeah. Exa- but, yeah, to assume that just because you like to read this, that – Right. I mean, that's the same assumption of being like, I watch action movies, so now I want to go, like, you know, be Terminator. I mean, really? Okay, we know you do. (laughs) But you get my point. Or, like, I like to watch true crime, and now I'm going to be a serial killer. You know? I mean, it's the same concept. We know you do, but... (laughs) Funny memes. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's true. But those memes that are like women falling asleep to true crime, like murder and podcasts, right. then we must all be serial killers because we find it soothing. I am one of those people that I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to fall, my go to sleep type show is something <laughs> along those lines. Like, pray, give it. me a BBC murder mystery and I'm out. Oh, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the pacing and the tone that's just like calming. <laughs> Two fire signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me laugh. Oh yeah, I okay. don't think that that is a correct assumption. I think there are right, but I do think it is a widely held assumption, it especially is. by people who don't read smut. Yeah, I agree. But it is a an assumption like oh. I mean, I think it goes even into, like, porn and stuff, too. That doesn't necessarily mean somebody's, like, some sex addict. Like, you can enjoy it. We're reading it, right? Like, yeah. Which, that's another assumption. Sex addiction. Tanya, right. as a medical professional, <laughs> how much validity do you give to that? Because I did see something, and I was like, you know, that is kind of interesting. A lot of times, people who are diagnosed with a sex addiction... I am not a medical professional, so no one come for me. But prior to, like, being married, you just like to have sex. A lot of times it's people after they're married and they have had affairs and things like that. Well, now they have to go to sex addiction, whatever. So I'm not saying that it's not a real thing, but I do find when people are diagnosed interesting to be interesting. So, yeah. I am not a expert on sex addiction at all. So I doubt that even as a medical professional, I know anything more than you do. But I will say that I think I I think when we veer into the psychology of needing to have sex as a tool of self-soothing. All right, it's right? A coping this mechanism. is a matter of degrees, right? So like I think there's lots of people who would never consider themselves sex addicts who still use sex as a comfort tool. And I don't know that that's wrong or biologically mm-hmm. like not the way we're supposed to be, honestly. But I think that when you insert monogamy into the picture, yeah. right, in a, in a monogamous society, which arguably, you know, is not the way we are supposed to be biologically speaking as social primates. Yeah. You know, it gets complicated, right? Like, yeah. do we pathologize something that is biologically normal? like normative, like, is that what we're doing or is it? And I think there's a lot of debate about that still, you know, in psychology circles. Yeah. It is what it is. Hmm. Like, don't get married (laughs) though. I would, my advice would be like, I think it's an unnecessary, you know, like complication you're inserting in your life. Like if you feel like you use it as a coping mechanism to the extent where it could be a problem for an individual who wants to be monogamous, don't right. get married. Right. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, nobody's forcing you to get married. You know? in a relationship either. Like, yeah. be very open. Exactly. Very because beginning. we live in a society where you can totally do that judgment-free. Yeah. So just don't get married. Like, you can't have all the things, you know? Right. You can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. And you probably don't even want that cake. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, grow a pear and say that you don't want to eat the cake. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, that could be a whole episode in itself, assumptions about having to get married. And 
I shouldn't say grow a pair. I mean, it's for women too. Like it's for whoever has that, that tendency. You know that about yourself by the time that you get to a certain age, I think. Like, you know. You yep, know? I agree. So. There's a pattern. <laughs> exactly. Don't do that to someone else. That's, right. That would be my advice. Well, and don't do it to yourself because, as you said, you're adding yeah. an unnecessary roadblock. Like, be mm-hmm. honest with who you are and honor that and and be honest with the people that you choose to engage yeah. in that way. And, just and be, be smart when you're having sex. Yes. Yep. Use condoms. Yeah, Thank exactly. <laughs> Bomb pop flavored condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone is trying their best, and no one is intentionally being an asshole. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm absolutely a not. Sign. I'm an asshole, uh, quite a bit <laughs> on purpose. And I think it gets hung up on the everyone. And I think someone who perhaps is a people pleaser, right, would be like, well, you know, everyone's trying their best, and it's like, okay. I accept where you're at, Mm -hmm. but no, people are assholes intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. Like the entitlement explosion that has happened is assholes. Like I see it all of the time and it's very intentional. That's because our generation got all those participation trophies. Like, dude, that is why. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you show up, you're, like, amazing and special and a little snowflake. No. Like, you're not. You're just a person. It's fine. It's all going to be Or is it, is it the generation of parents that are like, well, no, it's not my child. It's it's everyone yeah. else's responsibility. Exactly. It's everyone else's yeah. fault. And then so you grow up into a human, or I mean, you are a human, grow up into an adult, and then you're like, it's not my fault. I can, you know, go 90 on the highway and just freaking flip you off and it's your problem because you were on the highway at the same time as me. Right. But it's also the idea that every single mistake you make is some sort of path on your growth journey. And that's not actually true. Right. Like I think mistakes are proof that you're learning. Like I do think mm-hmm. that's yeah, true. Yeah, they're part of the problem. Uh, process. But I also think you have to take responsibility <laughs> for your mistakes. You know? Forty and slip. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you talk on a speakerphone in public, you Um, should automatically go to jail. (laughs) That's funny. It's a bit harsh. It's funny. It's funny. But yeah, you're just being a douche if you're speaking on speakerphone in public. Like, no one wants to hear your fucking conversation. Like, you're not that important. Please put your earbuds in. (laughs) Do you ever walk past cars and they have it like, through the Bluetooth the, and it's so fucking loud. Yes. Yes. It drives me crazy. Like, oh my gosh, Sally, like stop. But also I'm like, how? <laughs> I don't see that that often here. Oh my God. <gasps> I, I do. Was, so funny enough, Tanya, when I was sitting there waiting in the cell phone lot to pick you up from the airport back in December, uh-huh. yeah. there was, so I turned my car off because I'm like, it wasn't, you know, hot nor cold. So I was like, fine, I can sit here and just like turn my phone, like a book on my phone and listen. And the car next to me was on Bluetooth talking, and I heard the entire freaking conversation with his mom. And I'm like, but also, like, why is it 8,000 decibels that I can hear it in my car? Yes. Like, why do yes. you have it so loud? It makes no sense to me. Like, I can, even when I'm driving down the road and I answer my phone, 
sometimes I have to adjust it down depending on who's I'm talking, you know, who I'm yeah. talking to, because they're just naturally a louder, you know, have a louder voice than other people. And I'm like, how can anyone or like use colorful language hurts my ears like to be so damn loud. And I am one who in my youth stood next to fucking speakers at concerts and I'm half deaf already. <laughs> no hearing protection. Yes. Oh, my God. So many stupid decisions. But yeah. But they were fun at the time. They were. They were mm-hmm. worth it at the time. But now I'm like, what? Turn my hearing aid on. Okay. If you enjoy Gwyneth Paltrow or Ben Affleck, you are a problematic person. <laughs> I agree. I totally assume that, and I will stand by that. The hill I will I mean, die on. Doesn't J Lo fall into that category too? I mean, you already heard me have qualms about. Like, I can't even watch that movie that Tanya was talking about because <laughs> the decibel of her voice just grates. Oh my gosh, I just can't. I think she is a not talented actress at all. Which one? Both. <laughs> J-Lo especially. But at least people – I can respect people who like her because at least she's self-made and, like, she did the things. You know, she worked her butt off to get where she is. So I respect that. Unlike, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow who literally is sitting there making money off of saying stupid shit about stupid things. The that most actually harm you. stupid shit. Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting – is the fact that, like, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were, like, buds, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, both from the same... Even Marky Mark. They're all from Boston, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, like, wow. how did he... And, and honestly, for a while there, back in the 90s, you know, Mark was on the douchebag train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he eventually got off and, like, you know, he's quasi-decent at this point, right? And so... Mm-hmm. I mean, talking that Catholic app... Like right. the, yes. I love it. Whenever that ad comes on, I watch the whole thing. I'm like, Marky Mark. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> exactly. Look at you. Look at you. Seeing all but spiritually like, awoken. Exactly. But then like, <laughs> then there's Ben Affleck and you're just like, what the fuck happened? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just, because his brother, Casey. Yes. Is yeah. not that way. No, exactly. Like he just, Ben Affleck is just. problematic yes yes Yes. very problematic you have embodied just being an alcoholic gambling giant piece of trash yes 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 like you are just 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 gross so yeah if you are i mean we'll try not to make broad assumptions about you if you love ben affleck but and also it's like i could almost be like Oh, okay. So you supported the Ben Affleck when he was with Jennifer Garner because she seems like, you know, down to earth. She actually had her shit together. Yeah. But <laughs> made that one fatal flaw. I mean, he screwed that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you had like three kids with him. What was that about? But I mean, whatever. <laughs> We're not talking about her. We're not talking about her. Yeah. So I I agree with that one. I would probably make a similar assumption. Like if you are gung-ho Gwyneth Paltrow and listen to the things that she says and preaches and stands for, I'd just be like, well, okay. We're probably not going to be Not friends. meant to be friends. Yeah. And that's okay. There's someone else for you. There's, there's another person who loves Gwyneth just as much as you do. It's just not this. 
Yeah. yeah. You can pool your money and buy that vaginal egg. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like how expensive Jade is that? egg or whatever. Who knows? It's all ridiculously expensive. The it candle is. that smells like her vagina is ridiculously That's expensive. That's so like, dumb. It's all so gross. The like, audacity. You talk yeah. about entitlement. Who the fuck gives yeah. a shit? What you, if your vagina is actually properly pH balanced, no one's going to want to smell it in a candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not because you steam it and use vaginal stone eggs and stuff. So, yeah, I get it. At this point. And you take know. your pineapple capsules that magically <laughs> make it smell like. Tropical sunset or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's many assumptions wrapped up into that. Oh my gosh, you guys just rub some manuka honey on your hoo ha right before. Fine. <laughs> like, that way you get like a therapeutic benefit and everybody's happy. Hey, make it entertain make it part of the entertainment process. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> so much effort, all this pineapple eating. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, so weird. So weird. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. All right. I think that is enough assumptions for one day. We do have more, but we can come We've back. We burned plenty of bridges. Lost about eight thousand. <laughs> 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 Sorry, all you Gwyneth Paltrow loving, Ben Affleck loving. Hot no, tub come back. Scene. Come back. Send us angry DMs. We will read them out in the next podcast. <laughs> but it has to be like an essay. Like because I need lots of convincing. Yeah. A five paragraph no, entertaining. There will be essay. no convincing. Like this would be purely for entertainment. <laughs> Actually, send purposes. it to the inbox. Podcast tongue in cheek <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com, please. Exactly. Yeah. And someone will And read remember it. that there's two fire signs on this fucking podcast. <laughs> And a Virgo, yes, so you're going to roast, just FYI. Yeah, I was going to say, I would say in this instance, our Virgo shows up very strong. I love with... it so much, actually. <laughs> Zero I mean, fucks. I, I do not give a care. No, it's 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 fine. It's fine. But I enjoy people's arguments, though. Same. I really do. I can it's appreciate so your, your arguments. <laughs> But I will probably invalidate it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're making it to convince me, not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not. But I will read it to let you know I read it. That's so. what we're gonna do. You send <laughs> the you, you send know. the email. You send the the DM. We'll make it into like a poem, like Kate Bauer. How? Oh, I would love that. Oh, yeah. that would be so fun. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll make it a blackout home. I mean, I think people who have listened this far into our season know who we are. Yes. And like us how we show up. So just don't get easily offended by the things that we say. We give you a warning in the beginning. We sure do. And (laughs) we like, I mean, we all have very different opinions on on some things, and, and we like the diversity of that. So hopefully that's what is keeping you coming back and listening. And we'll continue for many, many episodes to come. But let's get into our favorites of the week. Tanya, you first. No, Amy, go first. <laughs> okay. I can Amy, go, go first. first. That's fine. So my favorite of this week and really the past couple has, has been 
picking up meals from a local place here because I don't have to think about breakfast and lunch. So if they would like to sponsor us for our Texas people, they're a small kitchen in my town. Anyway, and I don't want people to know where I live. Like you can know that I live in the Houston area and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Where all the people get murdered. Exactly. Yep. Especially down the I-45 corridor. Be careful. Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. Now y'all go. Tanya, my favorite of the week probably are the stupid cloud slippers that everybody got like a few months ago (laughs) that I finally got because they went, yeah, like 50% off, but they are really, really comfortable, like super, super comfortable. And my young, my middle has feet that are a little bit bigger than mine now and she stole mine and, and I realized I really do miss them because I ordered another pair for her, like a bigger size so she can give me mine back. But yeah, they are very comfy and they are 50% off right now and probably will be for a while because now everybody already has them. So I recommend them as house slippers. I don't think I would go outside in them, which I see people outside in them and I'm like, I mean, they're truly hideous, but super comfortable. I mean, Crocs are truly hideous and people go out in those. Yeah. My child being one of them. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I find Crocs as comfortable though. Like my foot is slender enough that it like bobbles around in there I don't like it (laughs) you know I don't like anything about a croc the look the feel oh I have crocs that I like and I think they're cute so there's that I just but I but I will not make an assumption of who you are based on wearing crocs (laughs) I have a knockoff pair of Birkenstocks that I love and I can't figure out who made the knockoffs and it's, it's bothering me so much because I refuse to pay that much for such ugly shoes as to buy real Birkenstocks. I like a good knockoff too. But I can't figure out where I got them from. I can't find the name anywhere. It's like worn off the bottom. Right. You know <laughs> how they're knockoffs? I know you got them. I will I will send you all of this information. You will find them for me. But I'm not sure. Yes, I will. And I will do it with. All right, Lizzie, what was your favorite? I do not have a favorite this week. You have grievance? Like I have racked my brain. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. We'll be here for another hour. (laughs) I have so many grievances this week, specifically the electricity going through my house. (laughs) That's my biggest grievance. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many grievances this week. Homeschooling. Every appliance breaking. Yeah, that's my that's my grievance for this week is poorly built home. That's it. Yeah, people not doing it right the first time. How about that? <laughs> that encompasses everyone and everything. That's funny. Yeah. That is not an assumption. That's a fact, just to be clear. <laughs> There's no room for debate. Don't write in about that. No, there isn't. There is no do it right the first time. Unless you're like, oh, I mean, yeah, we can all make mistakes, but not habitually rushing (laughs) to, well, yeah, like there's a difference in making a mistake and going back and fixing it versus let's just hurry up and try and get this done as soon as possible and then half-ass it, right? Those are two different things. So just to clarify for anyone, (laughs) Amy will be reading all of your (laughs) angry emails. (laughs) And only forwarding the ones that she feels I really need to see. I told you I'm going to turn them into poems, so it's all good. I'm here for that. That's, That's the kind really of poetry wonderful. 
I am here for. Yeah. Only that, though. Not melancholy. <laughs> but I would I listen understand. to Tanya recite poetry because I love her, <laughs> even if it was melancholy and sad. It would be. You know it. What? It would be, of course. I just said that, muttered it. I have to address it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I would exactly. listen to I'm you. Fine. I would read any poetry you write. <sighs> if you wrote poetry or if you're like, I want you to read this. I would. But it's because I love you. Not Shit ass. I love. <laughs> poetry. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I don't know. Shit ass. That's just how we embody it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I'm if I wrote poetry, poetry, I would not tell you. I would be like, I would, I would publish it under. No, no, not rude. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I would anonymously. Totally realistic. Because <laughs> I could totally see your face when you say, because I mean, one thing you are not is is a liar. And like <laughs> your yeah, face I would know. be like, hmm. <laughs> But I think I would come at it with curiosity, much like the entertaining comment. Like, I want to know more. Yeah, I don't think poets generally are, like, looking for people to come at it with curiosity. No. Like, tell me. Right, they want. (laughs) Let's actually break this first stanza down. What what were you actually trying to say? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I'm concerned for your mental health. Let's get into this. (laughs) Only That's you can break through <laughs> yeah. limitations and the shackles you have put on your own psyche. Yeah. That's even too nice. <laughs> <laughs> like the therapist you've been paying for the last five years will tell you that. The reckoning at OnlyFans <laughs> will put it on half the rate because I get to the point. Like. We'd, we'd just get it done faster. Right. That I'm not even going to let really... you self-discover. I'm going to tell your ass and you're going <laughs> to understand. That would be an this... awesome, like, dominatrix slash actual helpful therapeutic OnlyFans page where you, like, dress super, you know, seductively, have the appropriate lighting, and just mm. respond the way that people, you know, need to hear. You know, I think you could literally make millions, Lizzie. Get on that. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Because that's the thing. I'm like, I'm not showing you my face. We're not doing that. Yeah, that's even sexier. It is. Go for that. Yeah. mm. But my body, yes. (laughs) Even then. Like, we're not here to – this isn't like strip poker. If you take my advice, I take a piece of clothing off. Although maybe that would be incentive. Yeah. Like, did you do the work? Addictions okay, immediately cured. <laughs> <laughs> we have solved the world's problems today. Gosh, between the calendar, the notes, we have accomplished a lot today. OnlyFans therapy page. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans therapy page. I can connect you to some of your other things. If you like feet, mm-hmm. if you like people just telling you to not talk, I've yeah. got connections for those. It's an, an empire at this point. So, all right, for real, next week. Until then, Until I'm then. tired, y'all. Until then. Attention, all the good girls and good boys. We at Tongue and Cheek hope you've enjoyed your listening experience. If you have been fully satisfied, please consider leaving us a review. 
Join us next week for a twisted tale involving a deliciously dark street rat and his diamond in the rough. <laughs>